Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. What's up, Daddy Bear? Hey, what's up? What's going on, Kelly? How you been? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, man. Good, good. It's good to hear you, man. I've um, I've missed you so much. <laughs> I've missed you too, brother. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was uh, in Virginia, um, like mid-March, and I was gonna go at the end of March. I was gonna call you because I was gonna see how far it was to Ashburn, but. I uh, ended up just staying in Virginia Beach with my dad, so. Oh, it's like a three-hour drive. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's... I love you, best a little much. Um, so... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. What's what? up, man? You still, uh, you still hacking computers and whatever you do for work? Am I still doing what? Hacking computers and, uh, overthrowing the government. What, what, what did you, what did you do? You doing computer programming? I'm a network engineer, man. Network engineer, that's it. You still doing that? Yep. All right, man. Look at you. Um, yeah, we, got, we have a few things to talk about, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I want to start. Let's start. Let's begin at the beginning, okay? Um, okay. What did you think of the Snyder Cut? Oh, okay. So we're going all the way. We're going back, back. We're going seven, two, 2017 back, back. We're going Dawn of Justice culmination of Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and the Justice League. We're going back, back. Okay, so... <clears throat> you want me? You want my opinion on all of it, or just the Snyder Cut? No, just the Snyder Cut, because what the Snyder Cut, I think, does, it, it, it culminates all of them pretty well, actually. All the movies that are, that are Zack Snyder's movies. The third one, and the final installment, I guess does a pretty good job of answering some questions. Now, I didn't see the extended version of uh, Batman vs. Superman. Um, I did see Man of Steel. I saw Batman vs. Superman, and I saw the Snyder Cut. I didn't see the other Justice League, though. You know that. I didn't watch Oh, I saw, I saw the other Justice League, and I saw the extended version of... Uh, Wh- which one do you think was better? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, uh, wait. Of the Justice League or the Batman? Yeah, of the Justice League's. Oh, Snyder Cut, by far. All right, by far. Okay, so I didn't see the original Justice League, the Joss Whedon Justice League. I didn't see that. What are the differences? Um, okay, so overall, the the villain's different. I mean, it's still Stephen Wolf, but mm. his look is overall different. He does a lot less. There's no dark side. Um, <clears throat> they have this weird thing that they put in where... Um, the parad the parademon sense fear, and that's what attracts them to attack things. Oh, okay. 
and Batman discovers this like in the first like two minutes. Like he's trying to trap a parademon that blows up on him. Oh. And uh and then um at the end, instead of the epic way that Stephen Wolf did get killed off in Snyder Cut, they had it where he was so scared of the Justice League that the, his own parademons attacked him and then he was summoned I'll back and get the <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I didn't see that. Okay, so um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was horrible. what I loved, loved, loved about the Snyder Cut. Okay, was of course my man Darkseid. Uh, Darkseid was so epically cool when he spoke. I literally screamed out loud because <laughs> in some in the newer animated movies, Darkseid sounds like a burber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When in the cartoons, the ones I love, it's Michael Ironside, the actor, and it's super sophisticated. Oh, super! I did not know it's Michael Michael Ironside. Absolutely, and his voice, and they made him look like in the first season, it's Michael Ironside. Okay, but they mm-hmm. had Darkseid look like the comic book Darkseid. Michael Ironside became the voice of Darkseid so like prophetically that they started to make. Darkseid look like Michael Ironside. They gave him the hair lip, that little cut on his lip. You know what I'm saying? They they made him kind of look like Michael Ironside. Um, check out like the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and the the near end of the Adventures of Superman series. He starts looking like Michael Ironside a little bit. Um, and, oh, okay. yeah, man, it's that. it's epic. It's all on HBO Max. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty sick. So I've been watching these. Like I was well, watching Justice oh. League right before I called you. Um, All right, no, no, so here's the other thing too. Um, a big, big thing that made me love uh, <clears throat> Snyder Cut over the past works. Okay, is because I really like the Flash. I like his abilities, what he could do, his catalog. All that. I knew you were going to say that. And in in Joss Whedon's version, they did him so terribly. Mm. Like, they had him tripping over himself the whole time. They had him... Like, you're running... Why are you tripping on yourself all the time? I get you're new at this, but all the time? And they... They had him never doing anything. And instead of doing the legendary thing he did in Snyder Cut when he reversed time, um, in the original version, they just had him, like, saving a family from, like, an explosion or something. So, my biggest problem with the Snyder's, Snyder Cut, A, it's a cyborg origin film, for the most part. It's like two hours of the four hours is about cyborg, and I didn't even really even buy into Ray Fisher cyborg, honestly. Cyborg, to me, is a darker-skinned dude. Uh, Ray Fisher got a lot of light-skinned energy. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's got, like, light-skinned dude, like, angst and entitlement. I don't like that. Um, the other thing about it is the Flash, he didn't really have, all right, here are my gripes, too long on Cyborg, okay, Batman ain't do shit, Batman didn't do anything in the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut, he didn't do nothing. That's true. Prove me wrong, because he only really kicked two pair of demons, um, got thrown around by Superman, and was in most of his vehicle's for most of the time. He kicked the little thing to get on the turret to help the Flash or whatever. But he didn't do anything the entire movie. Third gripe, Wonder Woman is apparently 
unable to be scarred, okay? She is such a... a, a and this is all the Wonder Woman stuff, okay? She is so mm-hmm. far from the Wonder Woman I know, the one that can get cut and scarred and bruised and is like a, a, a relentless fighter and like just incredibly like, you know, like uh, with a warmonger, you know what I mean? She could if she can't lose to Steppenwolf, why can't she beat Steppenwolf? Because she didn't lose a fight to Steppenwolf. All the every single time that Wonder Woman fought Steppenwolf, she won. Like essentially, like there was there was like a draw, and then something would happen that would have them not continue to fight. But what did they need Superman for to beat him resoundingly? Because Wonder Woman apparently can beat Steppenwolf, which is not consistent with just about anything. Hmm. I know. Uh, now that's a stretch. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking like, well, they were just kind of like pitter pattering. But she didn't get scarred. She didn't get bruised. She didn't get hurt. She didn't get knocked out. She didn't get knocked down. She didn't get knocked back. She got the sword knocked out of her hand. And the Flash. The only thing he did was just tip it to her. He didn't really hand it to her, which he could have been a gentleman and just like flat, like speedy handed it to her. Well, well, they were taking they were taking too much advantage of him being new to the whole superhero thing so apparently that means he didn't know how to do shit (laughs) but no they didn't take the time to express that though because that's what i was anticipating i was anticipating him being um new to this in in both versions i feel like they did it too much though they did like so they they, made him too green and they shouldn't have i can let me let me counter that point okay with this because this is my biggest gripe of the entire movie Ray Fisher, Cyborg, and the Flash come up with a plan that Flash is going to be going near the speed of light, and when it's time, he will push Ray Fisher into the mother box. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Flash says, I don't know if I can sustain that for very long. Like, I'm not sure where my power... I don't, I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm going to do my best. I don't know if I can sustain it for a really long time. Okay? Cyborg mm-hmm. is not very communicative with the Flash because the Flash is just running around like a maniac, and Cyborg is not saying anything to him to signal whether to make the movement and whether not to. So the Flash mm-hmm. keeps saying, "Hey, you know, I, any minute, like if you guys want to, you know, tell me what's going on." Cyborg is not is capable of, but is not saying anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Flash gets shot, gets hit with the uh, with the little turret gun or whatever, which. Seems somewhat impossible, man. That, that's a, a really perfectly timed shot, okay? Um, impossibly timed shot by a parademon, if we can be honest. Um, yeah. And he gets hit, okay? He gets hit, and I know Flash can heal fast, right? So he's trying to hurry up and heal fast because, you know, shit's happening, and he needs to, to get back in gear. From questioning whether or not he can run near the speed of light to reversing time is a huge jump. Is a huge jump, Kai. That is a huge jump from questioning whether or not I can do what I'm supposed to do, which is run near the speed of light, and then not even questioning whether or not you can reverse time or its implications. That's a big jump. That's almost two huge, different powers. That's a huge jump from questioning whether you can do this one thing that you normally do to reversing see, time. That's the one thing that did bother me about the movie while it was cool and I appreciated it because I knew he was capable of it and I wanted to see it in the movie. 
the way they had him going the whole movie to jump that far. They didn't even do that in the TV show because in the TV show, he reversed time. He didn't even know he could until he went back to try and save his mom. That, and see, he that did would it by make accident. so much more sense if he had done it by accident. But this is very deliberate because he went exactly <clears throat> where he needed to go. Very exactly, deliberate. and and. It, if I remember, you may, you might correct me because you know better, but from what I know, the first time he did it was when he was pissed off about his mom dying and he went back in time and accidentally changed it. 100%. That's Flashpoint Paradox. That's we Flashpoint. At Flashpoint yeah. Paradox, it's one of the greatest enemies of all time. Now, if you're talking about Barry Allen, Barry Allen at some point gets trapped in the Speed Force because of because he's sharing the Speed Force with Theron, right? So mm -hmm. he gets trapped in the Speed Force, and in order to get back, he becomes Lightning and strikes Wally West, who becomes the new Flash. So Barry Allen is the Lightning that creates Wally West Flash, okay, in order for himself to get out of the Speed Force. He needs Wally to get into the Speed Force to get him out, okay? But Wally right, West has someone to always needs to be in the Speed Force, 100%. right? 100%. So... The first time he reverses time is exactly what you said, where he, he starts the, the butterfly effect. He goes back in the Speed Force, tries to stop his mother from being killed, and thusly, you know, creating all these other alternate timelines and just mess, messing the whole thing up. Um, they did a great job with that movie. Like, that movie was spot on perfect. It's the, it's the most perfect animated movie I've ever seen, honestly. They, um, they've really been on the streak with the, the I, animated Right movie. Recently, they haven't. Yeah. Some of the ones are a little weird. I think they're getting too uh, uh, hungry with power, right? Because they were just sticking to the comic book. Like, they did Death um, of the Family recently, which is okay. But before that, they did Under the Red Hood, which is perfect. It's a perfect iteration of exactly what Death in the Family is supposed to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I saw Under the Death Red in the Hood. Family, that one looks really good. Death in the Family and the Red Hood are almost... The, it's the same storyline. But one is, is a little bit more creative license, and I think they... They did it perfectly. Death and the Family was like the comic book, but a little weird. <laughs> it was like a little off. Well, they, they put a bunch of other stories in it. And right, stuff, and that's that's like, okay, whatever, that's fine. But the same thing with The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke, they put way too much shit in there. The relationship between Batman and Barbara, like all that stuff is so unnecessary. They released a, um, uh, the, the Killing Joke, um, it's an animated comic. The animated comic was perfect. It was perfect because it stuck to the comic, it stuck to the story, and it was amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't know. They, they they hit and miss. But the most important thing about the Snyder Cut is that they did Darkseid and Apocalypse and Desaad and Steppenwolf and all the all the parademons. All that was absolutely spot on. What Zack Snyder should do is forego the DC Justice League uh, Extended Universe and do a New Gods series doing new gods movies where it's high father and um orion and um calibek and granny goodness and the furies all that they should he should make a movie about that because he is very proficient in that he did such a great job with that part of the snyder cut it was just absolutely amazing when they the first scene where superman is dying and he's his yell is echoing was absolutely amazing okay it came out the gate it was beautiful it was great the the scene where the <laughs> cyborg sees what would happen if they brought superman back was the best scene in the entire movie 
when mm-hmm. all the heroes start dying and Darkseid is taking them out one by one, and I think he's holding Lois Lane or something, and Darkseid puts his hand on his shoulder, that's the Son of Apocalypse right there. That's the whole. That's the comic book, the Son of Apocalypse. It, it's like I, it, I screamed out loud again. It was amazing because if Zack Snyder does Son of the Apocalypse, Son of Apocalypse, that would be freaking epic. That would be like fucktarded. It would be amazing. Because it's one of the, the lesser-known comics, lesser-known stories, but just uh, amazing nonetheless. I mean, even the animated series had to do it. Remember, he uh, was brainwashed by Apocalypse, and he came back to Earth and started ripping shit up, and mm-hmm. uh, almost took over the planet. It was Supergirl that stopped him, but if they had the, alter- the alternate Justice League stop a Son of Apocalypse Superman, that'd be a great movie. Because... My philosophy behind Superman movies is you have to show Superman's destructive capabilities. And he did a good job of that in The Man of Steel. He, Superman wasn't destructive. The uh, other Kryptonians, Zod and Fiora, Fiora, Fionora and all them, they were destructive. Mm-hmm. But you have to show Superman is on a really thin leash, man. <laughs> if there's anything goes wrong with Superman, he is going to take over the planet. <laughs> I mean, the only person that can really stop him is Batman. What? Well, so the funny thing is, you have you seen any of that new show? Which one? Um, on Amazon. The boys. It's called uh, Invincible. Invincible. Oh, the yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I I, I looked at it. The art is kind of off-putting to me. Well, the the thing that's funny to me is they're almost doing the exact same thing as Justice League. Like they literally have knockoff everything but it's basically <laughs> it's basically if superman was evil and mm. in the first like 10 minutes he kills the whole justice league wow. and like even they showed when batman came up and tried to like grab he just grabbed him by the leg and smashed him into the floor and he was dead <laughs> like okay in one hit <laughs> one hit a quitter uh is he like? Is he super? Is he like Superman? Like, what can he do? Like, he has super strength. Um, I haven't seen all his powers yet, but mm. his main thing is like flight and, and super strength, and uh, he can heal and stuff like that. And mm. he's also from another planet. But the difference is, he's like an insurgent. Like, he was pretending to be a hero, and then when his son grew up, he had to retake his role as conquering the planet. Oh wow! And. And the, the story is his son, who grew up on Earth, is like fighting against him on. So okay, so he his son has the out. same capability. Oh no, I guess not. Hmm. No, no, he has out? the same capability. He has oh. the same capabilities, but he's younger. Uh, uh, but he's not as strong because in their race, the older you are, the stronger you. Are. Oh wow! Okay, so, now I might give that a shot. I, I, you know, I love superhero stuff. You know what I mean? I, I'll give it a little bit. I watched the boys. And I like that. I watched Umbrella Academy. I, I like that. But with anything, I only give it if it's more than three seasons. I won't watch it anymore because I I think three seasons is how you button it up. Everything that's ever been more than three seasons has disappointed me. <laughs> Things that have stuck to the three season rule have always been epic. Well, it's it it it, it's, it depends how it goes because in the graphic novels they only have three books. Right, that's what so, I'm saying. You know what I mean? If anything else, they try to stretch it out. Look at Walking Dead. It's been going on for 20 years, and it's it's a relatively short graphic novel. So, <laughs> they've been making a lot of shit up. 
Yeah, when you start making shit, I mean, they made that mistake with Game of Thrones. They Absolutely. Made that mistake with Absolutely. With a lot of things. I mean that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm scarred, man. I'm I I'm scarred, Kai. I I can't go into these things getting all mostly invested. Um, Brandon the Broken still gives me shudders, but which one? I'm just saying. <laughs> I said what? Brandon the Broken still gives me shudders. Yeah, come on now, come on now. You're forcing no, the guy who <laughs> was complicit in trying to protect his sister and brother, who are the villains, and being the hand of the king as a punishment. But then you banish the guy who's who killed the woman who was going to try to take over the place. It, it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, and that's what that's what, what the problem what, is. What really doesn't make sense is they built Jon Snow up to be this, you know, the chosen one, basically, just to be banished and in charge of nothing at the end. Which well, that, no, because they want to try to milk us. They think we're stupid, and they're trying to milk us for all the money we've got. So they're trying to make a spinoff for Jon Snow. And it's like once the only reason why we're invested is because we've already been invested for so long. We're not going to watch a new series and give it the same hype as Game of Thrones, especially if you well, don't end it well. If you don't end it well, I'm not going to get in some Jon Snow uh, well, spinoff. Fuck out of here. Well, no, see, and that's what bothers me because so the original ending was supposed to be different, and it was much better on Jon Snow's end. Okay, what was the ending? Well, at the end, like after they had their war, um, he wasn't banished. He chose to go um, back there because he wanted to gather up his people. He was going to come back to town, but he was like trying to merge the the wildlings with everybody else. So then he went back out there and then he saw like all the dead people. That's like a sign of uh, the White Walkers. They were still alive. So... So then he was like, okay, so I have to get ready for the next war that comes from them. Because we don't know who's in charge now, because we thought we killed the king, but Mm. somebody's still around, so. Yeah. I bet it's his uncle. I'm sure. Um, It could have been. I mean, there's a lot of people it could have (laughs) been. And and another huge waste was, oh no, another huge waste was Arya. They turned her yeah. into Assassin's oh Creed to be a pirate. I don't know why. Oh my god! Um, and then the thing, another thing that pissed me off the most, just because if you're gonna do something, do it right. Right. They kill off the one person everybody was waiting to see get killed was Cersei. And oh my! Don't even get me. Don't see. I I blocked it out of my trump like as trauma, so I tried to forget it, and you just brought it right back up. I can't believe. No, no, but. But that here's what pissed that. me off about it. Here's what pissed me off about it. So, not only did they kill her, but they also killed another character everybody wanted to live because he was redeeming himself with Jamie. But not only that, but the fact that they got killed by Rubble, and when they show the aftermath, it literally looks like if they took two steps to the right, they would have been alive. <laughs> Two steps, not even like two inches. Not even just uh, like okay, uh, just to to expound on your point a little bit. Cersei was a bad bitch. Okay, she was bad, bad, bad. And in several cases, she's banished. She's banished Jamie. That's why Jamie fucked Bryn is because he was banished. She did not love him as much as he loved her. Okay. Oh yeah. Everyone knows yeah. that. So yeah. for her, for the writers to think that we would get some sort of satisfaction out of seeing Cersei and Jamie die together 
is absolutely ridiculous. We need to see her head be locked off. We need to see all the, the evil she's perpetrated on people. We need to see that done to her. That's divine justice. That's how you write a series, okay? She gets squashed. She needs to get her head crushed by, uh, uh, I don't know, somebody. I don't fuck <laughs> eaten by a dragon. Something. Or she becomes the new White Walker queen or something. That's what I was hoping would happen because she started wearing all black and her hair was short. I was thinking she was going to become the Ice Queen. She was going to lead the White Walker. She was going to be the new White Walker queen. That would have been so much cooler and better than what they did because I was I was almost I would have given my left nut as a bet because they started she her her outfit started to change she became more ruthless she started to to really like separate herself from like the people of Westeros she didn't have any confidants anymore the only person she trusts was the the mountain you know what I'm saying that's the only person she trusted because she can control him no one else she trusted so with that, she could have turned him into a, a White Walker, and then she become the White Walker queen or something like that, and then you could have had a separate spinoff from that. But no, Look. she gets crushed with the dude she banished, her brother, which from the first episode, um, we I, I didn't endorse uh, brothers fucking sisters. I, I didn't endorse that. I wasn't about that, okay? So for them to die together was not romantic. It wasn't like, oh, that's the culmination of their entire... No! Like you said, Jamie's redeeming himself. He should have choked her and killed her. Because he should have... Because he's the the Kingslayer, okay? She's the king, the queen. He should have choked her out and redeemed himself ultimately. And killed her. in, in, In all honesty... In all honesty... If the story was made properly... <clears throat> he should have left after killing the uh, the dude, the head of the pirates. I forget what his name was. Uh, Iron Aaron Aaron. Was that what his name was? I think his name was Aaron. He was the iron from the the Iron Isles, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. After he had killed him, he he shouldn't. He had no need to be there because right. the person that should have killed Cersei Ugh. was Arya. She should have been the one to do it. And I agree. It would have been more fitting too who, because I think, of the fact. I think maybe the person who had the biggest beef would have been Daenerys. Daenerys should have killed Cersei. Should have had her dragon eat her ass. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Or Jaime should have killed um, Cersei. Like somebody with a really well, huge connection to, like someone who she's done the most like damage to, should have killed her. Now well, you well, can argue that Arya could have done it because Cersei was on the list. But I think well, so there's, there's a couple. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say there's a couple of reasons why I say that though. Mm-hmm. So throughout the show, the only the only people that Cersei ever cared about was um, her children. Yeah. And the very beginning, she's the one who is responsible for killing Ned. Right. And the whole, since, what, season five, all she's been trained for that exact thing, to sneak onto the castle and slit her throat while she sleeps. That's literally what she was made That's for. That's so what unceremonious. <laughs> That's my point. There's no ceremony we're getting crushed with your brother lover. Brother lover? There's no. <laughs> that's not ceremonious. Ceremonies is getting burned like the Mad King. You know what I mean? Like like getting burned to death like the Mad King. Or getting choked out by the Kingslayer, your brother lover. 
or uh, Jon Snow doing like a like lopping her head off or something, you know, because that's his like his duty. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, he's duty bound to kill her, um, and that would be a replay of um, someone from the Stark household killing someone from the Lannister household. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of history that they could have like replayed by having someone, anybody, kill Cersei except her being crushed by rubble. Well, and that's the whole thing too. When you look at the whole entire season, nobody acted as they were the whole show. Right. Because I mean, what's because Jon Snow is supposed to step up and be the guy. He wasn't. Right. Um, nobody stepped up except um, Arya. Arya stepped the fuck up. Yeah, but the weird thing with her is she didn't step up the way she was supposed to, though. I agree. Because. She, she's, she's supposed, supposed to become to the be faceless. She's supposed to be like the. She's supposed to be like yes. have a protege. She's supposed yes, to take shadow. on some new like a child. She's supposed to have like a kid that she takes with her on the boat. It's not. It's not supposed to be just about her. It's about passing it on. The nameless. It's supposed to pass it on. What is she just going to be badass on a boat? Like I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I don't care. I mean, she's supposed to be the in the shadows. And since she had her own form of justice, she would be like righting those wrongs and shadow like a vigilante. But <laughs> right, <clears throat> but she didn't do that. And I mean, Jon Snow was supposed to be king. Didn't give happen. Me, give me took. other than Game of Thrones. Give me a TV show mm-hmm. that has been more than three seasons. That seasons that is finished. That was good. The Wire. Oh, fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's one. Um, but that's the only one. Give me another. Uh, no, no, no. There's different ones. I mean, personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but well, it did go on too long. But twenty four. Twenty four. I've never uh, seen it. It was a really good show. Although they brought, they brought another one back, right? Isn't twenty four a black guy now? Yeah, that's what I mean. They they went too long with it because they they kept trying to go without Kiefer Sutherland and they shouldn't have even done that. I mean, it was still, it was still good, but it just wasn't what it was. What is originally. it about? I know we're going on like on, we're all over the place, but what, what is 24 about? Is it about 24 hours? Yeah. It's about like, um, a, um, counter terrorist agent who deals with a threat within 24 hours. Like every and, episode he's dealing with a 24 hour threat. Yeah, so then usually it's like the first 12 hours they deal with the threat, and then the next 12 hours are deal with the repercussions. Oh, like they take them to trial and stuff? Like Law and Order? No, no, no. Like, so for example, there is a season, um, there's a nuclear threat um, on, was well, LA. So he's like, okay, I'm trying to find out who has the bomb to get it before it blows up. And in the meantime, like his colleagues get blown up and this and that and people die radiation poisoning all this different stuff um and then in that 12 hours they find the bomb and then they're able to blow it up in a safe place where nobody gets injured and then the next 12 hours is finding out they find out that the um the terrorists weren't actually a part of uh, a foreign country so but they were um a part of the government working against the 
um, working against the president. So then they're trying to find out who that is to go after them. Is it is it one like long twenty four hours, or is it multiple different occurrences, or is it like different occurrences but they're all connected? What do you mean different occurrences? So like like, like in Mission Impossible, right? The last two, all the terrorist acts were the same group from the previous movie. So it's like they're they're continuing to find actually since the third movie. They were. They've been looking for the leader of this group, and it's taken oh, yeah, them like three movies to find this dude. You know yeah, I mean? John Mark. No, uh, Lane Solomon. So, um, what? In, in three, four, and five, they're trying to figure out who is the leader of this underground terrorist group, and then they find him in five, and then. Once they find him in five, a separate group is created called the Apostles, which is led by John Lark, but he still works uh, for Solomon Lane. Right, right. So it's the okay. same guy. It's the same. Like, that's what's so amazing about these movies is that everything that's happened since three has been Solomon Lane. You know what I mean? And it's amazing. <laughs> that's like real villain. Like, yeah, real, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? It's some deep he's shit. He's a good villain, too. He's, and he's perfect. He's a perfect villain to me. There hasn't been very many better villains than Solomon Lane. Because he never loses control. He never yells. He he gets a little worked up, but he still has that same calm, creepy intonation. It's it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Very creepy. Very I creepy. love the Mission Impossible movies. I, that, those are the best. That's the best franchise in existence. Is the Mission Impossible? It's the only. It's the only franchise, and I've had a conversation with other people about this. It's mm-hmm. the only franchise I know that it's gotten better. At- absolutely. Absolutely. I think Christopher McGuire is the guy that um, McQuarrie or McGuire, something like that. He has done such a great job. See, he's been directing them since four, I think. So four, five, and six have been absolutely just, I mean, it's taken the action genre and made it, it made it its own. I mean, it's, it's just, they're just incredible. I can't wait for seven. I really can't. Um, my girlfriend loves him too. She doesn't like movies. So, um, the <laughs> let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to why I called. Let's get to because okay. this is what the people want to know. Okay, um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna work uh, through the night to get this out so that people can at least hear it. I've, I've published three episodes today, <laughs> but I really want people to know because you are a, a Mortal Kombat fanatic. Like you know everything oh, about it, correct? Okay. And yeah. I, I had to talk to you today because I know the movie's coming out tomorrow, and I just want to kind of pick your brain about like what to expect, what what do you want to see, how can they make this movie terrible, what can they do to make this movie like super amazing. I, I watched the first seven minutes of it, and what I, what I the story is like fine. I'm not sure why Sub Zero keeps speaking Chinese, but um, what I appreciated about it is Sub-Zero when he's using his ice it looks so real it looks exactly the way somebody who could control ice in the real world how that would look because you can see the moisture like like condensing like uh, it's like it's like condensation that, that turns into ice it's, it's amazing the detail on that is just absolutely that. amazing 
I don't know if you caught it because I caught it the second time I watched that seven minutes. Mm. Which, by the way, they picked the perfect actor to be Sub Zero. Why is like, that? Well, no, because so I've seen Joe Taslim and other stuff. Like he was in the Raid. He has another. Oh, right. movie that, That's it. Yeah, I, I knew how he looked so familiar. I've seen the guy who played Scorpion. He's one of my favorite Japanese actors. He was in um, Last Samurai. Last Samurai. That's it. Last Samurai. He was also in Thirteen Samurai. The Wolverine. And the Wolverine. He was in the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, thirteen assassins too. Um, go ahead though. What were you saying? Why is he a perfect uh, Sub Zero? Well, not so. Like he he's been like in the raid. He has a couple of movies on Netflix too. Like he was in uh, uh, the Night Comes for Us and stuff. Mm. So he uh, and that's the the good thing is like they both have training in their in their role because the guy who plays Scorpion has a lot of samurai training. And right. The, the, the guy who plays Sub Zero has a lot of Kung Fu. martial arts training as yeah. well. Well, I think he specializes in judo, maybe. Judo. Okay. But, um, him specifically, he was the first person that they, I remember they cast because uh, he is a huge Sub Zero fan. Oh, okay. You get He's somebody like, who knows the characters. Knows that's the character. uh, right. Like, that's, you can't beat that. Right, so he knows the character outright. He's been playing since the first one, so I mean that's a that's a huge thing. Like I've seen interviews where they've asked some of these guys about their characters, and they know everything in and out. Wow, so um, that's like big. But I think him and the guy who played Kung Lao are, are the biggest. yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was if you noticed in that first seven minutes the thing that I noticed with the little details when he has the ice growing on his hands and then he cuts it off you can actually see the breaks in the skin from when the ice came up I, I noticed that too. that's why I was saying the detail around that like even when he came up to his frozen wife and child right the mm-hmm. way that it was the, the way that the ice was pointing wasn't disjointed because it's very easy to disjoint the the ice you can tell that she was running away from him carrying her kid and he came up behind her and froze them both because of the direction of the ice so we didn't need to see him do it but the ice told us what happened and that's mm-hmm. that's the level of detail that i appreciated so far with this mm-hmm. i appreciate it tremendously because it's like the the kid could be the kid had ice coming from the top of his head so the kid was obviously frozen first the woman grabbed the kid, ran through the door, and was the, her back was frozen because all the ice is pointing to her child, like her looking over her kid and the ice is pointing down. That's mm-hmm. nasty. That's nasty detail. That's awesome. Here's my first question, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. Noob Sabot. Smoke. Mm-hmm. Reptile. Mm-hmm. Uh, scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Ermac. Yes, he's one um, too. Yep. And I, I don't want to miss anybody. Rain. Oh, yeah. um, oh Rain. That's my yeah. favorite one. But, yeah. Uh, um. These Heather. they all wear the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> are they in the cool. same clique or crew, or are they the same guy, or what's? The, okay, I don't understand. I don't know. Um, no. No. So, um, 
All right, so the whole the whole for, pause for, for one second. Aren't you you're impressed? I haven't played Mortal Kombat since two. Okay, I still remember all that shit. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Um, all right. So here's here's the whole thing. I can answer why you think they look alike. Okay. Well, they did look alike at the time because in the old versions they were all um, palette swaps. So it all started, and a lot of these ninjas were made on accident. Okay. Because um, it started off where it was just. Scorpion and Sub-Zero yeah. and they were alternate factions um, so Scorpion she, what's called uh, I can't even pronounce it right Shirai Ryu and um, Sub-Zero's Lin Kuei okay. and they've just been since ancient times going at each other all the time now they changed it for the movie but the actual story is that the older brother who's in the movie, Bihan, kills the family. So then Scorpion, when he gets killed by Bihan, and then later on, he becomes that um, that specter who wants revenge and goes and kills Bihan, okay. who then becomes Noob Cyborg. Yeah. Okay. So Bihan, Sub Zero, like the original Sub Zero becomes Noob Saber. Yeah, so the whole see, and there's this whole other arcing thing because you have uh, the sorcerer named Quan Chi who planned the whole thing. He took Bihan's form and killed the family so he could take over um, Scorpion and make him his servant. So is and that then, why he's speaking Chinese? Because he's Quan Chi? Because Quan Chi is definitely a Chinese name. No, no, no. That that's just no. I don't know if they did that for the movie because I honestly can't remember whether or not um, no. Lin Kuei is Chinese. No. Okay, but because I don't think they really established that too much in the games. I could be wrong, but um, so the sorcerer planned that for in order to get control of Scorpion, and then he had Scorpion kill. Um, Bihan so that they could create a stronger being Noob Saibot. Okay, and what can Noob Saibot do again? I can't remember. He can do a lot. Um, so he's essentially like a, a, a race type being, but he can, he, he makes clones of himself, he shoots out these little uh, um, orbs that uh, in the game it keeps you from blocking. I don't know what it in, in a movie but, <laughs> it probably uh, does the same thing wouldn't that be crazy they try to put their arms but, together and they can't yeah. <laughs> so he teleports through portals and oh wow he, yeah I remember he's he's definitely very tough um and then, then Reptile he was the hidden character in the first game he's right. like the the last of uh the Taran race which is like an alien race, or not an alien race, but a reptilian race. And uh, one thing I found out, because a lot of people hate the fact that he went from regular ninja to turning to an actual reptile, but that was because of the fact, apparently, a newer thing they came up with was the further he is away from his kind, the more he turns into a reptile. Hmm. So, and okay. at this point, he's the last of his kind. 
You know so much. Like you, you know more than I thought you'd know. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, dude, this is I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, that's incredible. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had <laughs> stories like that. Um, oh no. Um, you know they all they all got them. Like, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Ermac. He actually didn't come to Mortal Kombat three, but he was made off of a. He was made up of an error mm. because sometimes when you play Mortal Kombat one, the swaps have messed up and turned red. And okay. then, uh, so then it's a message would come up that said Mac error. And that's where Ermac came from. Oh, and, um, even noob Saibot, that's the, the creator's last names put together. So they just kind of had fun with making these different. Songs. That's incredible. Where is Rain an actual character? Is he also uh, a flaw? <laughs> okay, no. So Rain, this is actually. Uh, so I think it was Mortal Kombat Three or Mortal Kombat Ultimate Three when they had an arcade. They put in the palette swap there, and people saw that and they were trying to play as it, but they couldn't find him because he was only meant for like the demonstration. But people were like. Where the hell is this guy? That they actually put him in, I think, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. He was so hard and, to beat. I mean, his powers are awesome. Well, okay, so <laughs> yeah, he had like the stunning powers and everything. So yeah. his whole thing, um, he was made as originally made as a joke character because Rain, as in making fun of uh, uh, Prince Purple Rain. Oh right. So he always had like a. Uh, uh, Prince references and stuff, yeah. but but uh, no, hey, it's it, that's my favorite character. Though, he is he's one that, of my favorites. I can't think of who I really really liked. I can't remember who that. Oh oh, I like the robots, the Sector and Cyrax. Right. Yeah yeah. I also liked um, Cabal. Oh, yeah. what I've seen in the movie, they did awesome with Cabal. So I can't oh, he's in the movie. That. Huh? He's in the movie. Cabal's in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hell in the movie. yeah. I'm gonna. I'm a, I think I'm gonna like it. That's the only reason I want to talk to you about it is because, from what I've seen so far, it, it looks authentic, man. It looks like it looks like it's better than. Because let me just say this: when I was a kid, I remember the movie of all movies was the first Mortal Kombat movie. We went yeah. to see it like it was like the premiere of a lifetime. I remember being like eight or something like that. And going to see that first Mortal Kombat movie, and I was just in awe. It was so cool to me. And then I saw Annihilation, and oh, I think I was too old. I was, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this? What is going that, on?" All right, so that that's that's hilarious because I remember as a little kid, I liked both movies, and then to this day, the original one still holds up to me. Like, I, for sure, I, I, I still like the original. Movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I recently tried uh, watching the second one with one of my friends, and we could not stop laughing. We're like, "Yo, how did we watch this shit?" <laughs> right? Because it was lights this and colors, and somebody said a curse word. Oh no! Okay, um, no, no. So check this out. There's there's two things that stand out with that movie. All right, so there there's one of the worst dialogue exchanges ever in the movie in the very beginning <laughs> of this part, where Katana. Talks to Sudell, and she's all like, um, "Mother, you're alive." And then she's like, 
too bad you will die. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Did they just rhyme? Did they sync rhyme? Are they freestyling? What is going on? And 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 the biggest the the biggest uh, the worst part of the movie that is Raiden. Raiden is the worst part of that movie, bro. Oh no, no, he is, but but um, like editing wise. Oh, so they had they had a part where they unnecessarily for no reason they put Rain in the movie and then killed him off immediately. (laughs) Uh, Him getting knocked into a fire pit. So later. There's a fight between uh, Baraka and Liu Kang, and Liu Kang knocks Baraka into the same fire pit, but they use the shot from rain, so it's rain falling into the fire pit again. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, my God. I did not. I didn't see all that. I think I've only seen it one, one and a, one and a quarter times. I, I saw it one time as a kid, and then got a quarter through it as an adult, and turned that shit off. Um... Now, here's my question. So, is the movie about... Is Mortal Kombat about Scorpion and Sub-Zero? Or is that just a storyline? So, from what I've read, it's a mix of... the So, the backside story is the whole issue between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Okay. Now... The main story is about a group of warriors who've been cho- chosen in Earth Realm to go up against a group of warriors in another place called Outworld. And there's like about, what, six, seven, maybe eight different realms. But they, in the movies, they've only ever focused on these two. Okay. Um, uh, and then Scorpion lives in another realm, which is basically hell. Um, and so. The Outworld has won nine of ten tournaments, and if they win ten tournaments, then uh, can take over um, Earth. But they have to win the ten tournaments, and um, the rules are governed by what's called Elder Gods. And okay. they basically, they don't do anything, but they step in if things are done improperly. Is an Elder God Raiden? No, Raiden is a god, but he's not an elder god. Okay, who's so, an elder god? Like, from... Can you fight as an elder god? Is that Shao Kahn? No, Shao Kahn is a... Um, he's a dictator. He's not uh, a god either. Oh. So, if you're thinking elder god, if you played the games, it would be like um, Shinnok, who is basically like the devil. Um, oh. And then in the newer games, they have, like, uh, uh, Cetrion, who's, like, Mother Nature. Uh, and then they have even bigger characters, like the main villain of the newest game, uh, Chronica, and she's considered what's called a Titan, which is above that, and she controls time, so... Oh, wow. This thing so is just... It, yeah. you, can you imagine, like... <laughs> me, me, the last one I played was, like... Fucking! It had to have been three, I guess, because um, all the characters you said were in three originally. I remember them, so it had to have been at least three. Um, and <laughs> you're telling me all these stories. I was like, nigga, I didn't know that they had all these stories. They, <laughs> you just go up the block. I don't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> like, you go up the totem pole, and then you fight who's next, and then you know, some dude's got four arms, some dude's got knife arms. 
one dude could shoot a laser out of his eye, Kano, right? <laughs> like, I know all their names. It's just like, I didn't know that there was, he was the last Terran or Tarek or whatever, a reptile. I didn't know that. My brother just kept whipping my ass with him because he, he was able to shoot the little acid at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just kept beating me because he kept shooting the acid. I wanted to be somebody like different, so I picked a ball and I was able to do that run through the screen, uh, run through one side of the screen, come out the other side and hit him. And that, that was able to keep missing the, the acid. That's how I remember <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see, there, there's a lot of lore to it because, like, even Cabal and Kano, they're part of the same group. Um, mm. so who are the good guys the and who are the bad guys? I know Sonya's a good guy, Jax is a good guy. Yeah, Luke Kane is a good guy. Is Cal yes. Lung Kung Lao is he a good guy? Kung Lao is actually a uh, kind of a brother to Luke Kang. They're both Shaolin monks who were chosen for. Um, to protect their throne and actually Kung Lao is supposed to be higher up than um, Liu Kang reputation wise because his relative is called the great Kung Lao who was in the tournaments before him and then Liu Kang kind of came off in off the street but he's like he's been you know training and built for this like that's why he's a chosen one oh. and um, so is Liu Kang the main character? He's one of them. So in the older games, he was the like chosen one, the main guy. And then in the newer ones, when they redid the timeline, it became Johnny Cage. What? Johnny Cage is the main character? <laughs> well, he's not in this movie, and I hate the reason why he's not in this movie. Why is he not? I read an interview that they didn't put him in this movie because they didn't want a white guy to be the hero I can dig it who is the hero then a white woman <laughs> no no the, the, the no the hero in this one is probably going to be Liu Kang or the new guy Cole Young which I don't know how I feel about putting a new person into see I was um, talking to my co-host um, Steven and he said Cole Young might be um Sub-Zero's brother. Um, no, he's not Kwai Lang. He is, um, I believe he's actually a descendant of Scorpion. Okay, okay. Because there's a bunch of times in the trailer where they show like him seeing visions of Scorpion. And in that seven-minute part, you saw that a baby was put, being put under the floor and then Raiden took him. So I'm thinking that that is either him or a relative of his. Okay, I can dig that. I didn't see Raiden. Does Raiden look cool? Yeah, yeah. Raiden looks cool. Actually, Asian, did you ever see? <laughs> no, no. He, he's he's. Um, I think he's Japanese. He's a Japanese actor. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? It's a really messed up movie. Um, Ishii the Killer. Ishii the Killer. Oh my god! I this think is I like have. Like the early two thousand, the guy with like the slit mouth and. Uh, he liked pain and stuff, and he was with the. Yakuza. I've seen it. It's amazing. It's a good ass movie. It's just weird, okay. but it's really that's good. It. I've seen it. it. The guy who has the slits in his mouth that's going around like killing people and stuff. That's Rain. Really? Yeah, I really. So the funny thing about it, just to go on a little uh, tirade here, um, movies like Ichi the Killer, I Saw the Devil. 
um, old boy, those Korean films, things like that, those really weird ones. I, my mom and I just love those. <laughs> I, I know, I love those too. I love those too. Great movies. Um, <laughs> but to to answer your question earlier, no, that's not because Kwai Ling he is actually not much younger than Bihan. Okay. So, because his original name was Tundra, and then he took over the Sub Zero moniker after Sub Zero was killed by Squirt and became his ah, Okay. Do, do you so know so job. much? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So then he made his job become the to to lead the the Lin Kuei the right way, and then Frost comes in, you know, beats the shit. But you know, oh man, I'm gonna I watch love. Ichi the Killer like tonight. He's such a cool looking dude. Um, all right, last question. So, actually, last two questions. First okay. question: What can they do that would piss somebody who knows so much about it about Mortal Kombat off? Like, what can they do? Because you, you're, ex- I'm excited about it. You're excited about it. From what we've seen so far, it looks pretty good. But what could you see during filming that could really just, just you could just be like, you know, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is like any movie is like not do the characters justice or not give them. Give me, give me some examples. How can they not do Scorpion justice? Now, see, I think they're going to do Scorpion justice. I can already tell they're doing um, Sub Zero. Great service because he looks menacing in the movie. Um, Liu Kang looks like he's getting it. Kano looks like he's gonna get it. He actually looks really funny in this. Um, Isn't Kano a bad guy though? He is, but he's like he's always been the bad guy who's like an entertaining bad guy. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he's a complete asshole. You still want to see him die, but he's a he's a good villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm worried about is because I've been seeing a couple of clips how the fighting is going to go because it looks I don't know in some it looks like there's a little too much like wire foo in it mm. and it doesn't look as authentic so I'm worried about that I'm also worried about um, certain characters because it looks like I see Molina's in it but I don't see much backstory for her Katana's not in it so I don't know what they're going to do with that you know for a fact that Katana's not in it? I know for a fact Katana's not in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it's weird to have Melina in without Katana because usually Katana comes in first. So aren't they um, sisters? What? Yes, they're sisters. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, so Katana—it's technically Melina is Katana's clone. Shang Tsung made a clone of Katana that's mixed with Baraka's people, so she's half Tarkan, which is why she has a messed up mouth. Ah. So she's supposed to look exactly like Katana, except you know so much. much. That's incredible. Okay, so I'm, I'm, so can I ask you a question? Who the who the fuck is Sindel then? Sindel is Katana's mother. Okay, and she's the queen. What's up with her hair? Like, what is that? What's going on? And who's she married to? All right, so she was married to. She's married to Shao Kahn, but. She ended up killing herself to, um, I guess, be free of 
his curse of the way that they spun it, but they recently I gotta see, because I get so many of these guys confused. Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is the big fucker, right? Yeah, with the skull mask. He uses the hammer. Okay. And so, then you said there was someone named Quan Chi. Quan Chi is a sorcerer who works for Shinnok. And Shinnok we haven't seen in any of the movies. Okay. So you, you wouldn't see him. But, um, and sh- you said the other one, what's his name? Shinnok? Well, okay, so Shinnok is like the king of hell. His, his um, right hand man is Quan Chi. Um, and then there's Shao Kahn and his right hand man, Shang Tsung. Okay. And um, Sindel, so the whole original story was Sindel's married to King Jared. They're, they're a part of a race called Edenians, which also Rain is a part of too. Um, only Rain is a god. Okay. Um, or half god, because he was like a bastard son of a god. But anyway. Um, so she was originally married to King Jared. They were very benevolent people. And then Shao Kahn came, took over, killed the husband, married Sindel. And then Sindel became the original story. She killed herself to save everyone. And um, well, I believe it was to save everyone. And then she came back and she was evil. But mm. in the new iteration, they made it where she's just always been evil. Okay. Huh. No, I can dig that. Um, so, yeah. Oof, and wow. her hair is just dang it. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm going to check it out tomorrow. Um, I would love to have a follow-up discussion. <laughs> just so we can make sure that everything went according to your plan you know what i mean because <laughs> if it if it right, so I'm, I'm gonna say this now yeah i'm seeing it tomorrow so mm. i am available after that yeah but um yeah I, I mean to be honest so before i saw the first trailer i didn't even bother because i didn't think it was going to turn out well from what i was hearing but the trailer mm. made me hyped for it um so yeah like i said you're asking about what could um potentially piss me a fan off is just <laughs> not the pro- not the proper backstory or they change something that they should never change mm. and they don't do a good job of doing because sometimes there's welcome changes and then there other times there's changes like what they did to Max Payne and they made the which fucking <laughs> is uh, wait wait side note real quick is Max Payne a story about like not ghosts but like is there a supernatural element to Max Payne, the movie? In the movie, um, I don't think so. I think okay. it's just the drugs, but in the okay. games, there was never. It was just people who were making the drugs. Okay, because <laughs> I didn't see the Max Payne movie with Mark Wahlberg. That's the, that's that's who's Max Payne, right? Yeah, um, yeah. No, they they changed. They deviated way too much and. Um, they just fucked everything up. You already had a perfect story laid out. Who who would have been a perfect? Who would have been a better Max Payne um, character wise? Well, see, a lot of people didn't like like Mark Wahlberg, but I think he would have been fine if he had a studied the material. 
because he even said that he didn't play the game because he has a big personality which is bullshit you're doing role fucking researching right um, um and secondly um just like I think what they really needed was a better director mm. Because mm-hmm. they had Michael Moore. Like, he only ever did Bowling for Columbine. Like, the fuck? Why would he get charged with that? Michael Moore? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The like, I think oh, they never should have had him be the dirt. And they made Ludacris a, a police chief when in the original version it was like an old white guy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my last question. Last question. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Uh, let you go here. So, there are certain non-negotiables in comic books, right? Whether it be Marvel or DC. Um, let's give some examples. Spider-Man. Uncle Ben always dies. No matter what universe you're in, the iteration of Uncle Ben always dies. Um, in DC Comics, Krypton is always destroyed. There isn't an iteration where Krypton exists after superman is born okay bruce wayne's parents always dies and in some iterations bruce dies parents become heroes wife dies the two son son and father uh go go head to head right like somebody always dies in that alley that night right (laughs) it's non-negotiable okay in mortal kombat what's a non-negotiable what has to happen to be you know, authentic Mortal Kombat. Um, so Scorpion has to kill Sub Zero. Okay. Um, there has to be a fight between Sonya and Kano. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Well, I already saw it, but um, well, okay. So Liu Kang has to do his bicycle kick. <laughs> okay, I, I remember that. And and I already I already saw uh, a snippet of it, but if Kung Lao's and he's got to do the teleport, and they showed that, and I was very pleased by how he did that teleport. And um, mm. let's see, uh, if Cabal's in it, I hope he talks a lot of shit because that's what he does in the game. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm trying to think what other non-negotiables. Oh well, they're not. It's probably not going to be in the movie. But if Raiden's in it, he has to say, "I must consult the Elder Gods." That's literally what he says in every fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's not doing nothing. Like, what do we do? No, <laughs> no, literally, it's, it's it's a running joke, man. Every time something happens, we're like, "Raiden, what do we do?" He's like. You guys do this. I must consult the other. They raid. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we could use some lightning here. I mean, these guys. Uh... Well, no, he can't fight directly in the tournament. Even really? In the game, he's only ever stepped in to fight Shao Kahn and to fight Liu Kang to keep Shao from hurting Shao Kahn at one point. But he never, because he he can't fight since he's a god he can't um be directly involved he can only monitor mm. wow you know so much I, I we definitely have to have a follow-up after we watch this movie you are an absolute expert like we <laughs> i was thinking you'd be like so you know sub-zero's the blue one 
Scorpio's <laughs> a yellow one. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's incredible. I would love to get my co-host to so we can have, like, a three-way conversation because I think he needs to know what you're saying, too. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're, just, you're just really adept at Mortal Kombat. I had fucking no idea. Oh, I mean, dude, this is, like, my all-time favorite game. My first game was Mortal Kombat. Wow. Speaking of which, quick saying, I just remembered... Um, one thing that did piss me off when seeing the trailer they made reptiles fucking a reptile like an actual reptile yeah and I also have been hearing because people are saying oh maybe it's just one of the races not actually reptile but I heard they use his real fucking name and I'm like what's his real name uh Scythoff you fucking ridiculous I I was asking because I was like he's not gonna know the fucking real name and you didn't hesitate (laughs) 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 fuck you Kyle (laughs) You know, I've been talking about DC Comics with you for years, and you did not tell me that you were an expert in Mortal Kombat. You did not tell me that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, a, I'm impressed. I'm also like, yeah, it's my dude, fucking Kyle. You know what I mean? Like, he knows his <laughs> shit. Um, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, man. So it's, it's. I'm telling you, I've been waiting for this for years. I know, like, an a, a, Honest to rights, you know, Mortal Kombat movie. They had that little series, mini series that you turned me on to on YouTube. Um, and I watched a couple of them, but I'm like, I don't know what is going on. <laughs> so, and, you know, on a quick note on that, I thought the first season was great, and then the second season, I don't know what the hell they did. Um, um, especially, I was really pissed off about how they addressed um, Sub Zero like a uh, biker. <laughs> I don't know. It don't. looked like he was going out to be a Mexican tricks and shit. Oh, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look it up. Mortal Kombat Legacy Season 2. Look it oh up. Like, I, I, I looked it up the other day because I was I was thinking in my head, I was like, why did Sub-Zero look so bad? And then when I looked it up, um, someone's like, I found exactly what he was wearing, and it was biker gear outfit. Like, he found it on Amazon to buy it for like 50 bucks. <laughs> Oh no! It was a low. It was low budget. They were trying to get money to make uh, an honest to rights movie, right? Um, from what I was, what I gathered from what you told me, actually, you told me that they were just making this so that they could get like funding for an actual movie, movie. Right, and then when they, and then when they were getting the green light, the director stepped away. Oh. So that that's what became this movie now. I bet it was creative differences. He goes, Sub Zero needs to be a biker, and everyone's like, "That's stupid," <laughs> because <laughs> no, no, no. Sub Zero, from what I've seen in these trailers, looks perfect. Like he's here's, menacing, uh, he here's my question: Is it modern day? Is Mortal Kombat modern day? Yes, but they go to a different realm, so everything looks old. Well, they're mostly in Outworld, and Outworld is essentially like uh, almost like a Mad Max land, if you if you will. Everything is much older there, like marketplace. For, like, here's my here's my uh, very last last question. <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but sub, so you said Scorpion lives in the Netherworld and comes mm-hmm. back to fight Scorpion. I mean, to fight Sub Zero. Where where does Sub Zero go? Does he also go to to a different realm and come back as an ice wielder? Ninja? Well, no. When he comes back, he's no longer using ice. He uses, like, the whole portals and, like, 
clones and shit like that. But uh, that's Noob Saibot, though. Yeah, Noob Saibot is Sub Zero, like the original Sub Zero. Oh, so who's the, you said Tundra is the guy that the little brother Kwai Lang? Yeah, he's Tundra and takes on Sub Zero's moniker. Yeah. Oh, so Tundra becomes Sub Zero. Yeah, because he he enters the second tournament trying to find who killed Sub Zero, and then Scorpion originally was going after that Sub Zero too because he thought he didn't finish the job, and then when he realizes it's not him, then he's like protecting him instead. Protecting him from who? Um, just other people throughout the tournament. That was in the original trilogy. In the newer one, he's still, like, in the now games going on, he's just kind of untrustworthy of him. He's not sure because he's still Lin Kuei, and he hates the Lin Kuei, but they end up coming to peace and working together. Working together to do what? I'm sorry. I guess that's my ultimate question is why all of this? Like, do they, do the Outworlders and the Netherworlders not want someone to take over Earth? And for what reason? Okay. Alright, so this is how it goes. I'm just going to give you the very short of the entire series. Mm -hmm. So, the games that we played when we were young, from the arcade I'd say up to PS2, it was... All a battle to keep um, Earthrealm from being invaded. The first Mortal Kombat, Earth 1, so everything was fine. Mortal Kombat 2, um, Earth was invaded anyway, and there was a war. So it's like between Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3. Or no, Mortal Kombat 3 is when the war starts. That's why it's like on the streets and shit. Mm. And then um, I think. Mortal Kombat Armageddon is when everybody pretty much just killed each other off. Like, Liu Kang was already killed and became a zombie and came back to life and was fighting still. And, like, everybody died at some point. And the only person left was uh, Shao Kahn, I believe. Mm. So, at the very end of it, um, this is where the new generation of the games come in with Mortal Kombat 9. Raiden sends a message to his older self back in the first tournament telling him that Shao Kahn has to win the tournament. So then he goes back in time, but he just says he must win, so he's like, who the fuck is he? So <laughs> the whole time he's he's like, we must consult the other guys to figure out who the fuck this is. And the whole time he's making all these different cert choices and still fucking up, and then he doesn't realize till the end it needs to be Shao Kahn who wins because then the elder gods step in and kill him. And then Shinnok comes out and um, Johnny Cage's daughter ends up defeating him. And then the newest game that came out, um, there's a Titan figure who's above the Elder Gods, Chronica, who didn't like how everything was turning out because Earthbound won. She's like, that's not the balance I want. So she's trying to restructure time and fuse the past and the present. Who would be strong of... enough to stop her, though? Um, ultimately, it becomes Liu Kang fuses with his alternate version um, Liu Kang and with Raiden and becomes a fire thunder god. Oh, wow. And 
and beats her and takes over the crown. Wow. And then Shang Tsung tries to take it, and he dies. Hmm. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of story in, the, in between. <laughs> no, that, no. I appreciate you <laughs> summing that up for me. So, in the mo- in this movie, will Scorpion mm-hmm. help the good guys defeat whoever the bad guy is? He's not necessarily... Um, I don't think he's necessarily going to team up with anybody. Mm. I think he's strictly coming after Sub-Zero. Okay. Revenge. Okay. I don't think he's going to be over it because he's not... Not until the newer ones, he's not really like, let's go get him, guys. He's just like... <laughs> get over here! Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really appreciate you explaining all that to me. Um... I was more into the colors of the game, but I see that there's so much more depth <laughs> than the side the side scroll. Whoever you remember that guy who would walk like kind of sideways? I think it was Reptile. He had his hands like uh, <laughs> like all creepy like, and he'd walk like sidestep, like walk like left foot over right foot to walk over to the screen. You remember that? Wait, in, in which one? <laughs> I don't know. All of them. He always looked so creepy, um, and I always thought so. My brothers would laugh because we're like, "Why is he walking like that? Like, there's no strategy. There's no like strategic advantage of walking left foot over right foot like that, except getting tripped up over your own foot." Well, they, they, they gotta get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Sub Zero whipping Scorpion's ass in the trailer, um, like doing some of the fatalities. Are they immortal, or are they like they can die again? Or they can what? Die again. Like, can Scorpion be killed? Because he's already dead, though. So, the way that it works, like, everybody, anybody can die. But, so, there's been a couple iterations where someone has died, Mm. but um, they become what's known as revenants, like undead, but not like zombies. Like, they're still perfectly powerful but they're the undead version of themselves and Raiden has the capability to bring them back to life in in that form and he's done that with Sub-Zero Jax and a couple others I can't remember who else Um, but other than that like death is pretty permanent (laughs) especially when you get your spinal column ripped out um. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That, like when that happens, like when 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 Bihan dies and becomes Luke Cybot, that's permanent. Oh. And there are very few characters who can die and come back. Like Raiden, I think he's immortal. I'm not sure. I know. I know that Shinnok is immortal because they cut his head off and he's still talking. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, the, for most, the, I mean, death is pretty permanent. Mm. Okay. So here's my, my I mean, man, I'm, I'm going to be here all night asking these questions. What gives the human characters, and it, like how the, f- excuse my French, fuck, can Johnny Cage be a main character when he's just a dude? Does the outer realm give them powers? Like, how can Sonya be uh, competitive in a fight against a four-armed superhuman strength giant? Or 
um, an Australian dude with a laser eye? Like, how can she compete? Well, okay. So, all right, let's go in order here. Who was the first one you mentioned? Johnny Cage. How can Johnny Cage right. be a main character? How can he, or his daughter, for that matter, be able to stop Shao Kahn or Chinook? All right, so um, they didn't explain it in the earlier games, but the newer games they did. That green glow that he has when he ever does those flying kicks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like a um, a kind of aura that apparently uh, he has an ancient lineage that uh, they're like older fighters who are protectors of Earth. So that wow. power is actually very susceptible to even uh, elder gods. Like they can, that's what defeats Shinnok is that power. So that's what, uh, actually, out of all the ones you mentioned, Johnny Cage is probably the strongest, and his daughter's, I think, even stronger than him. Wow. So what about Sonya, um, though? Does she have the green aura, or...? Yeah, yeah, she has the green aura, too. That's how she defeats Shinnok. You think it's going to be in this movie? No, he's... Johnny Cage is not in this movie. No, I'm saying, but Sonya has the green aura. Is she going to be, uh... She does not. So her whole thing, I don't know what they're going to do for me, but her whole thing, she has these wrist gauntlets. And they're the ones that shoot out, like, the orbs she has in the game. Other than that, she's a normal soldier. Um, Same thing with Kano. Other than his eye, which he had um, surgery done on, he's very normal. He just knows how to fight very well with knives. Like, she knows how to fight very well with weapons, too. And, I mean, Goro is tough all around. I mean, yeah. uh, a 500-year-old dragon prince, Shokan. Yeah. So, that's Jesus. a whole other race. Wow. Man, I'm going to let you go, man. I really appreciate your knowledge. Uh, we have to connect after um, we watch the movie so you can tell me what they did right and what they did wrong. Um I'll, I'll definitely be talking to you real soon, though. I really appreciate the call. All right, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, no man. Time. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, peace.